Hello, what have we here? Welcome to IDP Nation, the place for IDP and draft coverage. We are your hosts, Dan and Daryl. We have you covered from your LB1 Year Taxi Squad. We are IDP Nation. And we are back. We, we didn't take too many days off. We had the Dig podcast the other day. And we're back with IDP Nation, or IDP Nation Prime. I don't know if we've been thrown around. We use the same RSS feed, so it's kind of like, you know, whatever we feel like naming it. We'll have to switch them up one day, just to mess with people. What's going on, Daryl? <laughs> What's going on, Dan? I don't know. Nothing much. Just another uh, day in Coronaville. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> yeah. I see the nice haircut you got going there. I got a mohawk. You know, I got out of the shower. I don't have to see anybody. So I <laughs> did the mohawk. My hair is going to be pretty long. Pretty soon it'll be like a foot tall. So it's either a mohawk or a mullet. So I'm going with the mohawk. So. But, Wise uh, choice. Wise choice. Yeah. But anyway, uh, on this show this week, we have a special guest who's been making the rounds as his consistency guide that's always a pleasure to read uh mr bob lung who's simply at bob underscore lung bob how are you doing great guys thanks for having me on and uh, always pleasure to get on any show and talk uh, fantasy football especially the importance of consistency in that and uh, the only consistency we have in our lives right now is boredom and that's it staying yeah. at home that's yeah. the only consistent thing we have Pretty much. And uh, it, it's, it's, it's kind of funny because, you know, we, we thought about, you know, asking you to come on in years past. But this year you've you've kind of hit our audience by adding IDP into the consistency guide. That's right. Which... I did, but it was uh, with the help of some friends of mine. So I don't know if you've had a chance to dive into what that is. But uh, basically, uh, I was asked about six months ago, it was during the football season. Uh, from these gentlemen from Brazil who were creating basically a website for people in Brazil who played fantasy football and was kind of teaching them the ropes. And obviously they're writing it in Portuguese and uh, they came across my book. I sent it to them for, you know, send them all free PDFs and say, guys, you know, I'd be more than happy to share with you to, you know, you know, teach it to you, understand it, ask questions. And they really enjoyed it. And they came back to me and said, uh, you know, would you mind if we post, you know, stuff on our site using your theory and your method? Um, and, you know, I, I basically asked him permission to post and I'm like, absolutely. You know, anywhere we can share it, um, you know, especially in another country is great. Well, then they took it a step further and said, you know, hey, we noticed you don't do IDP. And I said, yeah, I know I've always wanted to, but I've never had the people to do it. And they said, we'd like to do it. And if you tell us what the calculation is, we'll build it, we'll create it and we'll write articles about it and all that stuff. And I said, that's fantastic. And they did it. And um, when they got done and I said, Hey, I said, you know, people have asked me about this in the past. Would you mind if I took you, would you mind creating an article with last year's 
top guys at each position consistency wise on IDP. And I'll put the article and I put their names in her. I, they're hard to pronounce. So it's like Rui Mauricio and uh, I can't remember now, but anyway, um, but they're great people. And so I put their article <laughs> in. And so uh, basically there's a link to uh, the uh, Brazil fantasy football site that they have. You can always hit translate when you get there and they're going to update that all through the season and keep up to date with IDP consistency. So very excited that they helped me out. And now we can say we're an international uh, book now. Um, we didn't have IDP on top there you of it. Go. It's kind of funny because when you said they were from Brazil, I thought you were just referring to the fact that a lot of people think that people that play IDP are from outer space. So I kind of <laughs> yes. thought... I kind of thought part. it was a joke, but uh, they were literally <laughs> oh, yeah. from Brazil. Yeah, literally so. from Brazil. Here, I'll click on the link. So their names are Rui, R-U-I, Mauricio, and Chao, or however you pronounce it in in Portuguese, Ribeiro, or Ribio. Wait a minute. Ri, yeah, Ribio. Uh, so their website <laughs> is uh, brffootball.com, dot br, for dot Brazil. And, of course, they spell Brazil with an S as us Americans spell it with a Z. So, um, but it's there and you can read about it and yeah. she sees it has a scoring method and then breaks down each position and they did a great job. And so, like I said, I'm honored and proud that uh, they thought enough of me to continue to grow this. And uh, they were, of course, giddy and very honored that I put them in the book and we're sharing that information together. So it's pretty yeah. cool. It's funny, and Daryl can tell you this, that a couple of years, about a year and a half ago, I guess it was, I sat down to sift through and try to kind of come up with some kind of figuring out who is the most consistent linebacker. And I started with linebackers. Mm -hmm. And I tried to chart their careers and going through this. And, <laughs> and I got so bogged down in the statistical part of it that, right. you know, but with two kids and Oh yeah, right. No. I think I was in the middle of a move too, and uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, no. It no, ended up you, just kind of you fizzling had me, you out. Had me at two kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, two <laughs> boys, and uh, and then we, I think we were moving. Oh, yeah, it was man. about two years ago, and uh, so I, I kind of gave up on the idea. Yeah, just you because, were moving. You were. Yeah, because I was charting out, and I was trying to do it kind of by hand, not necessarily probably the least intelligent way to do it yeah. <laughs> charting everything well, no, it, hand, it's but... easier if you have you know ai apis and databases yeah. and everything and that's i know how it works i don't know how to make it work so yeah. i just tell people this is how it calculates and this is how it works and this is what you're comparing against and this is how the final thing comes together yeah. and then people have built it for me thank goodness there's <laughs> people that have that talent it's not me I'm a pencil and paper guy. Like my rankings, yeah. I still like to get out the pencil and paper, and I still like to, you know, write yeah, it out like and draw my like... 15 arrows and, you know, <laughs> then I got to yeah, get different, then... five different markers and color code and all that. Yeah. Well, every every I draft, like... yeah. Every draft, yeah, I sit down because I do show sheets and I write it all out and I've got notebooks on top of notebooks. I... And... Yeah, he writes down the show the show notes. We we used to keep a Google Doc for our show, and then I right. I stopped doing that. I'm like, we, we know what to do, but we know what's going on by now. You know, That's we right. do the news yeah. and notes. Yeah. We have right. our our main event. We it's a lot more fun when it's kind of off the cuff, yeah. and it's kind of you know I call it right. uh, organized chaos. I know? thrive in organized chaos. Yeah, I mean, well, you're a teacher. You yeah. have to. 
That's your job. I, uh, yeah, I, I deal with organized head. chaos all the your time. Your whole life is organized chaos at this point. Yeah, yeah. It Hopefully more is. organized than chaos, but it's going to be chaos. Yeah. yeah. I had three daughters, so but they're all grown. But I, I was, I've been there. It's about fifty-one forty-nine, I think. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so just in case somebody's been living under a rock and doesn't uh, <laughs> know what your consistency guide kind of goes through, um, I, I guess kind of. You know, I was reading through a little bit. Um, how does the clutch game come into to play? That's so kind of yeah. My so that's right, right. So here's how it kind of all comes together. The idea when I created this, there was a couple things that I was I wanted to make sure that my, that mine was my concept, my theory, my model was different than others. And and the two things that were most important to me were one. It had to be adjustable. You had to be able to put your own scoring method in so that you could apply it to your league. Because if you just do a PPR, then, okay, yeah, that's a very popular system, but some people do six-point passing. Some people do, you know, uh, you know, minus three for interceptions or minus two. And, yeah, so there was all quirks, and I wanted to make sure. So that was number one. The second one is I wanted to make this as easy to understand as I could. Um, I play also fantasy baseball and I play fantasy football. There's a big difference between the knowledge base of the people playing fantasy baseball and fantasy football. We all love our fantasy football fans, but not all of them are, um, you know, road scholars and CPAs and law, law students. So, you know, creating consistency information that has four different categories and three different percentages of, you know, peak and high and low. And it just that's to me, was too confusing for people. I wanted one number. When you look at a player, there's one number. They're either 75% consistent, 50%, 25%. And from that number, you know, obviously the higher number, the better. So that was the two things that were more important to me. So the quality factor is the number when it does the calculation that on a weekly basis, that that position player needs to exceed in fantasy points based on that scoring method to earn a clutch game. So for quarterbacks last year was like 19.8. So basically 20 and over, and that's in a four point passing. So every time somebody, any quarterback goes over 20 points in a game, they're earning a clutch game or clutch games, higher percentage, higher percentage means you're more consistent. Um, You know, so running backs, you know, PPR might be 11 points non-PPR might be eight. So, um, and, and, you know, there's a, a tool on my website, bigguyfantasysports.com. You can go there. It's called the Consistency Report. You can put in your own scoring method, and you can actually see who the most consistent players are. We're in your league last year, 2018, 2017, all the way back. Um, and then what's nice is then you can create that report for that position, download it into Excel, and now you've got it. So you can keep that, use that as part of your tools for draft uh, prep, uh, and you can do that for each position. And then you can combine them and do your own rankings. But the nice thing is you can then add that to your rest of your arsenal for, for draft prep. So the clutch factor is basically what gets them into, I call the starting lineup in a 12-team league. Um, and, of course, in that consistency report, you can change the number of teams in your league. So you're for a 14-team league, it changes the factor. If you're in a 10-team league, it changes the factor. Um, so it will adjust for that. But 
the idea is that each time you're in a clutch game, you're you should have been worthy of starting on a in a 12 team league in the top 12 quarterbacks, top 24 running backs, top 36 receivers, and top 12 tight ends. If you earn that spot, you've earned a clutch game. You are worthy of being on a starting lineup. You deserve to be in that scenario, and that's how it all comes together in a simple way with a lot of back calculations. Yeah. So this question is for for uh, Daryl's benefit. Okay. Uh, his oh, new franchise quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. Where does he fall you. in the? God, I hate you. I so well, hate well, you. No, that's okay. So we're so it's Daryl. I'm going to give you some really good news here, buddy. Okay, Tannehill. I hope you do, but I hate him. I really do. <laughs> First off, he gets. 10 bonus points every year, every week in fantasy, just for his wife appearing on the sidelines. So we got that going for him. Um, the second I'll thing is, last year, Tannenhill, who had sucked for Miami's team forever, comes into Tennessee, goes 75% consistent over the last 12 games. He goes nine for 12. That ranked him third overall in, in consistency factor, 75%. And when you realize that he did most of that, you know, in those last 11 games where he went 11 of, he really went 10 of 11 or nine of nine, I'm sorry, nine of 10 from week seven on, uh, he had a slow start there the first couple games. I mean, he definitely is a grossly undervalued quarterback heading into this year. Right now his ADP is like quarterback 23. I have him at 15. He certainly proved he can be consistent. He's not putting up, you know, 25 points a game but he's putting up 20 to 22 that's what you want out of a quarterback um so he's a great value as your backup he's a great value in a two quarterback league um you know the only thing that scared me a little bit was in the playoffs when derrick henry was running at his peak he didn't score as many fantasy points didn't have to throw the ball as much that's the only thing that could be troublesome from him is that if teams can't stop henry and they and the defense also takes over they don't need to throw the ball. So that could be troublesome sometimes. Right. I don't know if he can maintain the 75% consistency for the whole season, but he certainly proved that he could be a valuable quarterback, especially as a late-round pick. See that? I just drafted him today in our campus to Canton. He's backing up uh, <laughs> Mr. Jared Garf, so he might actually Garf. start Garf. If, if Garf, yes. Yeah. Well, Shout Garf out to the fantasy footballers. Yeah. So. <laughs> Golf, you know, golf's a one one kind of guy that is you, if you could pick and choose each week who you're starting, which most of you can, his home or his fantasy consistency against anybody who's not in the top 10 defense is extremely good. But if he plays anybody who's top 10, like last year when he played Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, or I'm sorry, Pittsburgh, Chicago, Baltimore, and the 49ers over about a four week period goes 0 for 4. Yeah. All the rest of them he tore up, but they weren't always, you know, those were against lesser defenses. So just got to watch with him, but he's a, he's a good quarterback too. So maybe you can mix and match him during the year and, and put together a nice little team. Yeah, I like to bust Daryl's uh, stones about Tannehill at least <laughs> once an episode pretty much. Like no, that's fine. Toss, I, I toss one at him, you know. <laughs> and I drafted him today too. I, I, I was kind of nice busting on him about that. Um so actually, it's it's funny you mentioned uh, the Ohio State University earlier. Um, we have Mr. Fields in a Debbie league that we share. 
So we are greatly looking forward to Fields uh, lighting it up again this year. Nice, nice. And being the, I don't know, one or two overall pick, you think, with uh, Dexter Lawrence. I think it's going to be a toss-up. But, um, so, I I know you relied on your friends from Brazil for the IDP. Mm -hmm. Um, What are some things that I guess you learned from the IDP side of of this well, that maybe stuck you know the, the, the sad thing is is i don't play in any leagues that have idp so you know i look at the data and go okay you know i know who joey bosa is i know who cameron jordan is i mean i it's not like i don't know yeah. some of the names but you know what i don't know is okay how does it you know a guy like cameron hayward is he consistent every year see my data i've got five or six years of back data to go this guy's been you know 80% consistent for three straight years. I, I can give something to base it on. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be nice, you know, and I think they did do a 2018, not for the book, but maybe on the website. So there might be more data. Um, but, you know, I told him, I said, look, guys, you know, if you get into doing this, maybe you guys can create almost like a, not a, maybe a, a full guide, but an IDP, you know, database that people can just like mine use to, search and calculate and bring up you know past data so you can look at a guy's three years average or three year totals or a week by week you know were they really consistent the second half of the year when they you know when the linebacker lost one of their defensive linemen and the, you know they're, they're getting right. more tackles so i don't play it enough but i understand it and so i think it'd be interesting stuff um you know and and i still have a long-term goal of creating my own report for IDP, just like I have for the regular positions. Um, It won't be hard to do. Theirs is all in Excel and in a Google sheet. So you can't really go and check it and change the scoring method and do all that kind of stuff. So, um, so there's a long-term goal that, you know, maybe we'll work together and I'll try to get something built on the site so that, you know, people can actually look and have access to that data as well. So. Yeah, that's, um, Something that you're always looking for, because we've always referred to defensive end, and, and we've we've just noticed, you know, we, we used to every week go over the top, like, 12, you mm. know, at each position. And we'd have the same names coming up time and time again. But right. defensive end is one of those positions where it's like, you get a sack, you're on the top 12. You don't get a sack that week, you're not in the top 12. So right, I got it's very you. Yeah. boomer It's kind of like tight ends. Yeah. Tight end, if you score a touchdown, right. you're, you've earned a clutch game pretty much. You only need eight points. So yeah. one catch for one for two yards and a touchdown, that's eight. You're done. Yeah. <laughs> you're in. <laughs> so, But, you know, again, they don't score every week. So that, that's hard to find, too. Yeah. And um, so – how do you judge rookies coming in? Because I know we, we do a lot of, of scouting. We have our own uh, rookie draft guide, I guess, that we're working on uh, with a couple other websites to put out. Um, it, it's always hard to say what somebody's going to come in and do like this year. Um, well, um, if you, uh, for those of you who have your guide in front of you, let me ask you to turn to page nine. Uh, where every year in the guide for the last three years, I've put together this chart and this uh, article that's called Rookies versus Consistency. 
And I get this question. I, I think that if there's one question I get in every podcast, regardless of what time of the year it is, it is, Bob, what about rookies? They haven't proved anything. And I say, you're right. So I did this about three years ago, and I've updated it uh, every year. So here's the data on page nine. Since 2010, when I started tracking this, uh, since 2010, in the four positions, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, in only the first four rounds, because not there's very rare that we get the round six Tom Brady's coming out of there. So only the first four rounds, only those four positions, there's been 428 players drafted. Of those, only 36 of them have ever earned a 60% consistency rating in their rookie season if they played more than 10 games. That's less than 10%. In fact, it's about 8.4, which means almost 92% of all rookies that come out in the NFL at quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, 92% don't earn 60% consistency in their first season, saying to me that I don't have a lot of faith in them. Not saying it can't be done, but the interesting thing is when you look at the actual players, so pages 10, 11, and 12, uh, where you see the players who did exceed, um, it shows that, yes, some of them, most of the quarterbacks are round one, pick one. Cam Newton, uh, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, pick two, Robert Griffin, Marcus Mariota. But, you know, the only one that was that almost didn't make it was pick round four, pick 135, which was Dak Prescott, who was 75% consistent in his first year. So we look at these six quarterbacks. How many of them were consistent after year one? Griffin and Mariota's fallen apart. Mm-hmm. Mayfield didn't come back strong this year. Um, Newton has had a decent career. Prescott's had a decent so far. But you notice none of these guys have really rocketed to the top. Uh, you know, white uh, running backs kind of the same way. While you do have the Barclays, Elliott's, Le'Veon Bells, Fournette, Kamara, Gurley, those kind of guys. There's also a mixture of Eddie Lacy's, Alfred Morris, TJ Yeldon, Trent Richardson's, uh, Zach Stacy, Giovanni Bernard, who also then didn't do anything after those years. So uh, interesting combination. But I think the most impressive group, though, is the wide receivers. Every single of the one receivers that have earned 60% in their rookie year have all went on to what I'll call fantasy greatness. Odell Beckham, Michael Thomas, A.J. Green, Julio Jones, Keenan Allen, Juju, Cooper Cup, Mike Evans, Allen Robinson, all of them have shown consistency past year one. Last year, the two were Met, Met, D.K. Metcalf, D. Bill Samuels. So I really like their chances more than other guys to continue that consistency where the other ones may not. So, And then tight ends are a disaster and only Evan Ingram and Jordan Reed have ever made it, which also shows you when people were like losing their minds last year on TJ Hawkinson and Noah Fant. And I'm like, guys, there's only been two that's even owned 60% in their first year. And none of them were named Kelsey Ertz, Jimmy Graham, Gronkowski (laughs) or nothing. So (laughs) don't get too excited that if the, you know, the tight ends suck their first year and they did. So that's what I, that's, that's my comment on rookies. It's a long winded one, but. That's what I put in every year. Yeah. So this is mainly, I guess, redraft. 
So I, I am I do very little in redraft anymore. Okay. I've kind of gotten away from it. So me being dynasty guy, um, unless I'm doing a if I'm doing a startup, then this is um, all right. very useful. How can I use the consistency? I mean, the obvious way is, you know, trade bait. I want to go after these players. Right. I want to trade for these players. And I want to trade away the guys that are inconsistent. Right. So right. besides that, how, how can a dynasty player use a lot of this information? Well, again, I think, you know, for rookies, you know, the key would be looking at the the numbers. You You see a higher success of wide receivers becoming consistent factors uh and benefits to your team in the future um where the the tight ends obviously do not, do not at all uh running backs are a little bit better quarterbacks aren't very good so you know you know it's going to be hard for everybody not to take joe burrow one one in your dynasty league if you've got the first pick i get it yeah. but you know you may want to take more of a chance if you're in the middle of the first round on wide receivers than running backs because you know that you might keep them for a longer period of time and have more value. Uh, like you said, the other factor is the, can you identify, you know, identifying some trade potential out there that guys have, let's say they have a third uh, quarterback and maybe they have somebody like Stafford or, or Tannenhill or Wentz or somebody that just shown consistency, um, especially the older guys, you know, I, I play in one dynasty league and it seems like there's zero love for guys like Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, uh, and, and Tom Brady, I'll take those guys all day. Yeah, I get it. They're not going to be around forever, but I want to win this year wow. and next year and the year after. And <laughs> so, um, so, you know, I'll, I'll trade for those kind of guys um, and pull them onto my team and then hopefully add some youth and have a good combination of that. Uh, but, you know, everybody has a different thought process on their dynasty team. Some like to just keep building and building young talent and, hope that someday they'll have a dynasty team but it doesn't always work right. out that way yeah definitely I, i've i've just i guess i kind of follow that model because i try to build through wide receiver um because running backs you know you got about a two right. to three you know two to three year window you know mm -hmm. sometimes yeah. four or five if they're really you know elite Right, uh, like you know, we're seeing Christian McCaffrey get paid sixteen million a year for the next four years. You know, is he still going to be, you know, RB one two in four years? Probably not. History tells you, probably right. not. Um, so you know, investing in those running backs early. Whereas Daryl here, he took Joe Mixon. Who did you take, Mixon and Gurley? He's betting on those knees. <laughs> I mean, it's. So second round i mean considering who was gone it is a, it is a 16 team league so it is a little deep. oh yeah that's deep yeah so. yeah i mean considering right. who was gone and where he was still available and you know this uh new team is a fresh of breath air so i'm, I'm rolling the dice on it we'll see yeah well yeah. could be could could be out by game three because i'll try to give him the ball 30 times a game. <laughs> very well good <laughs> yeah Maybe I'll start three and zero. Yes, start three and zero. If he makes it to game six and he's kicking ass, trade him faster, to, as fast as you can, man. Because right. if they're giving him a ton of touches, he's not going to make it. Right. Because they babied the the crap out of him and for the Rams last year. Yeah, they they were they treated him like Mr. Glass. Like oh yeah, like yeah, he was going to break yeah, if 
Yeah, if, if you have a guy that that's productive, whether you babied him or not, you must have really babied him to be trading <laughs> him off that quick, you know? Yeah. Yeah, just cut him. And then they traded Cooks. It was it was a little bit between between the Rams, I guess, throwing a bunch of money at people and then trying to trade them. <laughs> and the Texans just trading everybody in the world. Yeah, the, it, Bill O'Brien's like that drunk uncle that's in your fantasy team that you just, you know, drop off a 12-pack on his front porch and write a note that says, hey, I'll give you David Johnson for DeAndre Hopkins. And he writes back, yes. You yeah. know what? I love Bill O'Brien in Houston. Best thing ever. <laughs> Says the guy whose whose favorite team is in the same division. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he's he's loving this because you figure his division is the, the tech. If the Titans don't win the division, it's they implode. Oh my gosh! I mean, because yeah. you got the uh, Jaguars who are a complete rebuild. No, no, right. get it right, Dan. You got to get it right. It's Saxonville. No, no. Come Not on. anymore. All their sack guys they traded away or are going to trade away. You've got to say it right. Come on. Oh, you can go ahead because I'm not going to insult the great city of Jacksonville. <laughs> well, let it be my honor to call them Saxonville. Saxonville. Well, they got Uncle Rico <laughs> as their quarterback. Come on. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Minshew magic here. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure Minshew probably doesn't even know that the coronavirus is a thing. He's probably in some desolate Wyoming town or something. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. But uh, and then you got the the Colts who have Philip Rivers, which I don't know. I the eye test to me tells me Philip Rivers. Maybe you can uh, shed some light on uh, Philip Rivers. I mean, he threw the ball 90 times a game. I guess 10 for every child that he has. Mm-hmm. Um, how has his consistency been the past couple years? Because it seems to me like he's dropped off a cliff. Like, well, let me tell you this quickly. Philip Rivers is one of the most consistently average quarterbacks you will ever see in your lifetime. This guy every year is almost exactly 50 or 56% consistent. Like you can count on him being so average that if you could take it to Vegas, you probably win a lot of money. If the over under was 56% or, you know, or 55%, just take the over at 56 because he's always there. In fact, last three years, 56, 56 and 50. There you go. Um, now, what Philip Rivers does bring, I think, to the Colts is are, are a couple things. Uh, there are two guys that are going to benefit it greatly, and they're not named Marlon Mack and T.Y. Hilton. Wilkins. It's Jack, Jack Doyle and um, Naheem Himes. Because Naheem Himes is the Austin Eckler of that team, and Jack Doyle is the Hunter Henry of that team. And that's, you know, T.Y. will get his catches kind of like Keenan Allen did, but, you know th- – Rivers relied so much in the Chargers offense on Eckler out of the backfield. I mean, Mack will do his job kind of like Melvin Gordon did, but when it comes to a PPR format, Naheem Himes is going like running back 40. Nobody's even thinking about this, and I don't know why. Um, And Jack Doyle is going like tight end 20, and both of them are going to have such great value. And people forget that just three years ago, 2017, when Luck was there and Doyle was there without Ebron, Jack Doyle was top eight in both total points and consistency that season. That's right. And, we were all and, saying, oh, Doyle rules. Yeah. So um, <laughs> so I'm expecting big things out of, out of both of them, and that's what Rivers brings is is at least a decent quarterback that Brissett wasn't. Yeah, and, and 
just I don't know, just watching him throw. I mean, yeah. now the one thing he has going for him, and they were talking about this the other day on one of the football shows I was watching. He goes from possibly the worst offensive line in the league to possibly mm-hmm. one of the best offensive lines right. in the league. And right. they said when when he had a clean pocket and he wasn't being rushed, he was actually right. completing like you know 10, right. 10 to twenty percent more passes. Than and the other thing is, he's only missed like one game in whatever number of seasons he's played. Oh yeah, yeah he's very durable. So you can count on him being right. out there. Again, you can't count him as your starting guy in your in your fantasy team. You just can't. If you're a two quarterback league, he's a very good second quarterback. But but he helps. He makes the other players good. And I see a lot of talent there in in Hines Doyle. Uh, you know, Ty will get his catches. Mac will be solid. I think it's going to make the team be better offensively. They just didn't have that last year. I think they'll be better than people expect them to be. They're not going to compete with the Titans. I get that, but I think they'll be competitive. I think they'll score a lot. Uh, the, the defense isn't that strong. I think they lost some players. Um, even though I think they did get a guy from San Francisco. Yeah, um, to Buckner. Trade. Yeah, so that'll help. But um, you know, I think I think they'll be good. I think they'll be have some good fantasy talent coming out of there. Well, you know, when you got nine kids at home, there's nothing yeah. you want to do more than just go to that's, work and stay at work. Organized chaos. That's just chaos. You just want to stay at work. Like you How don't many want to come. How does he have? Like six? I don't know. You know what though? He'll be at an advantage because if Frank Wright gives him the playbook, he can just yeah. line all his kids up and he'll have a full yeah. squad. Right. You know, his wife can yeah. you know hike the ball. I know you're. I know you're four, but you're gonna play slot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's a little little short side. Yes. It'll be like, it'll be like Peyton Manning in that uh, Saturday Night Live commercial. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, uh, what don't you get? I throw you that. It's not that tough. Yeah, it's. I've been catching up on some Saturday Night Lives from like the original. Hulu has a bunch of the seasons that are yeah. pretty good. But uh, yeah, wow. but yeah, yeah. I grew up watching those every Saturday night. Yeah. yeah. They tried to do something the other night, I heard. Yeah, they tried to do some kind of, you know, Zoom thing. I don't know how it went, but whatever. Yeah, I didn't watch it. I don't watch <laughs> it much anymore. I wait till the, I don't know if it's Sunday or Monday, and Rolling Stone puts out, like, an article that has the best three clips, and usually one out of those three are decent. Every once in a while, they'll pull off a dandy. But yeah. <laughs> most of the time, you know, and most of them are, like, the commercials. Right. Yeah. Like there, I don't know if you ever seen the commercial for Amazon Alexa, but yeah, it's yeah. for old people. Yes, yes. The Amazon Silver. That's yeah. kind of one of the best ones I've seen in a while. Yeah. So what have you been doing? I mean, besides uh, stat crunching, what have you been doing uh, besides podcasting and stat crunching to kill your Corona time here? Well, that took up about two and a half weeks, so that yeah. actually took up quite a bit of time. Um, you know, now, I mean, I work from home. I'm an accountant, um, okay. so, you know, I do that. Um, you know, a lot of binge-watching of shows, watching movies, watching, you know, obviously the Tiger King had to be in there for oh, you know, yeah. all of the world. Daryl, um, you got to watch it. Daryl hasn't seen Tiger King? Oh, dude, it's no. a great, it's a great a, train wreck. It, it is a train wreck, exactly. Great it. train wreck. Just do it. Just do it. It's it's. I will not. Junk food. Is Joe Exotic too close to home for you? Is that the problem? (laughs) Now they do both wear head uh, bandanas on their heads. Yeah, they do. 
Could be. Are you, are you, <laughs> I don't know. Daryl looks a little bit more. He not, looks a little man. bit more Come like on. Jeff. Daryl's gonna have to watch it to see that we were making fun of him there. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to decide see? if Daryl looks more like. Uh, uh, oh, who was the guy? Jeff Lowe. Jeff Lowe. Jeff Lowe, but now that's not that's not who he looks like though. The bandana is Jeff Lowe with a ball cap on, but the, yeah. the guy that was riding the. Um, the jet ski at the end, the last show, like off into the sunset. What was his name? Yeah, the guy with the uh, bad, um, the Davis kid, the Mark Davis haircut guy. Kid, yeah, right? yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. He kind of looks like him. Kind of has that same build. You're not allowed on the show. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't know. You've never seen the show, man. That's true. You're going to watch it. We to could just be see complimenting how you. Bad. That we was. could be complimenting you, Daryl. Yes. You, you don't even know. Could it. be, but I know Dan. You're just encouraging <laughs> me right now, so no. <laughs> oh man. But uh, you know, like I said, just kind of doing all this, um, promoting the book, trying to do podcasts. You know, putting out a lot of tweets and that. Um, the one day I just gave away like a hundred books in a day. I yeah. just started in the morning. I just started tweeting out and said, awesome. "Give me a good story." Give me a story of good news in your house and or, you know, you're on the front lines or, you know, you're just bored out of your skull. You've got, you know, three kids at home and, you know, Philip Rivers hit me up right away. Uh, <laughs> I sent him like four, four books. Um, Here, kids, here's homeschooling. Look yeah, up. Yeah. Uh, what you know, so I had some great responses. I had a teacher who was a math teacher, said he uses fantasy stats you know, and all this stuff. And I said, here, I'm sending you the guide. And here's what I want you to do. I said, I want you to send a guide to every one of your kids and tell them to use that for this year to beat their dads in all of their fantasy leagues. I think because I think he was in middle school, he said. And uh, I said, send them all your kids. Just here you go. Here's a gift. You don't know this guy, but he said, you all get one. And so he said he was going to do that. So, yeah, so I just, you know, just had a day and said, hey, folks, you know what? I'm trying to help the cause and. You know, it doesn't cost nothing to send a PDF and hopefully, you know, they'll buy it next year because a lot of people will come back and say, you know, hey, Bob, thanks so much for that. I I always wanted to use consistency, but I didn't know who had really had put something together worthwhile or I didn't know how to calculate it myself. And thank you so much. And so that's, you know, that always makes it worthwhile. And, you know, again, we're all in this together. We're all in the same thing. I mean, it's really it's the weirdest part to me is what I'm talking to somebody from England, like I did last week for uh, five yard rush guys <laughs> and the guy today from Ireland. And yet we all have the same problem. It's not like, Oh, it's just in the United States or it's yeah. just in Ohio or Tennessee or wherever. Australia too. We have, yeah. we have a friend from Australia. That, right. uh, yeah. There's some guys. Same in, stuff. And you know, we're all, we're all asking the same question. What are you doing to stop the boredom? You know? And so it's just, uh, it's really wild. It really is. I mean, um, but, you know, hopefully on the positive side, we'll come out of this football season will happen. We'll have the expo. We'll get back to normal and, you know, um, things will just return and we'll just keep doing it. So, but yeah, it's been fun. And I've been doing yeah. a lot of best ball drafts too. I always like to do best ball drafts this time of year, even before the picks, just so I can see where some of the players are falling out. And I think that's been always intriguing every year because, like, right now, there is zero love for Julian Edelman and James White. Zero. Yeah, none, yeah. None whatsoever. You can get Julian Edelman in, oh, like, man, eighth man. round. Like, eighth <laughs> round. Is, I got him in the eighth round as my wide receiver four. This guy ranked seventh last year at fantasy points. <laughs> wow. 
you know Some, somebody like, somebody I'm, offered me edelman for or and i i think it was like two players and they're not even very good players but i'm like does edelman have a quarterback does does it matter whoever is going to yeah. quarterback i don't care who it is who's it it's still bill about bill belichick's offense and as the quarterback, who are you going to throw to the most? Philip Dorsett or the guy that caught 100 passes every year for the last five years from Tom Brady? You know, or the running backs coming out of the backfield that catch the 75 passes a year from Tom Brady? You're going to rely on the guys that are the best players. And that is Edelman and James White. You know that they're not going to be very good. So they're going to be playing from behind. Um, they're going to need to throw the ball. And so if Edelman gets his normal seven catches for 50 yards and a touchdown, well, that's you know, that's 18 fancy points. I'm, I'm going to replay that over and over again right. for Daryl. They're not going to be very good because he calls me a hater because I hate on the Patriots all the time. I, I'm not a hater, but really. <laughs> I have a reason. I have a, I have a friend that's a Patriots fan, and he uh, likes to run his mouth all under. the time. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, so. that's fine. I'm not a hater. I'm just a realist. It's yeah. like, yeah, they're not going to be very good. I get it. Jared Stidomara has begun. I still think they're they're going to go to the draft. They're going to see what they get. And then I think they'll either sign Cam or they'll sign Winston. Because I think Winston can be fixed. I, yeah. I don't – I think it. I think with Billichick and some people, some smart people could fix him. Um, he's going to still make mistakes. But remember, he also had yeah. problems with his eyes. He said last year. Yeah, he got he got uh, Blasic done right over the summer. You know, and how many yeah. times I, I I play fantasy baseball? I can't tell how many times I've seen guys that are baseball players they get Blasic or, or they they realize they had problems seeing, and the next year their their batting average goes up like fifty points <laughs> uh, because all of a sudden they can see the ball better. It could be that maybe you know who knows. I'm not right. saying he's a great player, but I'm saying if anybody can fix him. It's a guy like Belichick and, and, and Josh McDaniels that could work with this guy. I think Cam is physically done. Yeah. So my thought is is they won't waste yeah. the money on Cam, but they might go after a Winston and make him come in, you know, with Stedman or maybe they draft somebody else. Let him play six, eight games. If they suck, so what? They're gonna suck anyway. So let him give it a shot, you know, and then if right. if they're they're one in seven. Okay, then you bring in the rookie and let them start building from there. Um, but you know, you know that they're still going to have a good, solid offensive game plan every time. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, their game plan will always be, I think, top notch. The the one thing, the one reason I can't see Cam on the Patriots is Belichick and Cam Newton's personalities no. couldn't no. be any more different. Right. 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 And Cam will just want to show up in one of his, you know, yeah. outfits that he only wears once right. <laughs> to a press conference. And Belichick will be like, what are you doing? Yeah, right. But Belichick's yeah. there in his sweatshirt. And his Cam's cut-off got sweatshirt. A, yeah. Cam's got a straw top hat on and a cane. <laughs> yeah. But um, there was something that popped in my head that I can't remember. <laughs> but anyway. Um <laughs> Daryl, you have anything else? I've been talking a lot. Uh, yeah, I mean, no, you've been hitting everything I want to hit. Uh, been wanting to talk about, uh, Bob. For us freaks like me that like the physical copy, um, where can we go get your magazine? So get it's on Amazon. Copy. Yeah, you just, and by you... the way, I would like. Go ahead. 
No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you get it on Amazon, just go there, search no, on Football Consistency, and uh, that will get you your hard copy. The cool thing is then uh, on the bottom of every page in the hard copy, there's a coupon code that you can come back to the website, update uh, or uh, upgrade to the VIP status for the whole season. It's only 10 bucks. And that way you can get all the updates, all the tier draft list updates, awesome. uh, you know, access to the consistency reports, uh, the prop bet consistency report, everything you need to get you through the season, all the articles, everything. So heck of a deal. I think I remember now. Um, awesome. And I'll tell you. What... Sorry, I'll tell you what I'm going to as soon as the show's over, I'm going to go buy that physical hard copy. All right. And if you will. Please DM me your address. I would like to send it to you once I get it and have you autograph it for me. Oh, oh cool. Okay. Fit up on his no, wall. I can, do that. I can do that. He's got a wall of uh, signs behind there. Awesome. There yeah, I see. Oh, you get it. I do. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, looks like you got a lot of cool signings. Neat stuff. The um, So, in... I saw a section of your guide is dedicated to DFS and how you can use DFS. Mm-hmm. So I, I listen to some DFS podcasts and theories. Is your theory better in, in the cash games? Cause I'm I, everything I've heard about GPPs is you just got to go for like, you know, some yeah. really right. low dollar guy and hope he goes off. Right. So is your yeah. more geared toward cash game? It is. So uh, two of my writers on the site, uh, Ron Rigney and Colby Conway. Colby also writes for Fantasy Alarm. Ron um, is with me and also helps me do my podcast every week. But during the season, they do uh, a podcast and an article called Consistently Cashing. And basically, yes, it's using the consistency model to find those high floor players at cheaper prices that then you can uh, go and take a chance you know, on a guy that might be a little more expensive, but might have a little more upside. And by doing that, you have a better shot at getting, you know, winning those 50 fifties and winning your cash games on a weekly basis. And they always do pretty well. I mean, you know, they're, they're definitely winning money every year. Uh, They track it. They keep track. I don't, I don't know exactly what it is every year. Um, I'm not a DFS guy because the consistency model just doesn't work out for me. Um, but I got into prop bets this year. Um, so one of the cool things that I we, I had created last year was a, a tool, and it's on the website as well, called the Prop Bet Consistency Tool. And my theory was the same thing in fantasy footballs is, you know, you see them put up a guy and say, okay, this week, let's say it's Nick Chubb and, you know, the over-under for, this, for him rushing yard to 75. And so people can say, well, let's look at the past history for him against either this kind of defense or home versus away. And I've got all those stats, but also look at how many times did they actually make it? So, cause I was listening kind of like you, I'm listening to these shows on serious radio for these guys are talking about prop bets. They're like, well, you know, Nick Chubb averaged 85 points a game or 85 yards a game, you know, um, you know, in his last eight games, um, you know, whatever. And I'm like, okay, but one of those games, he had 150 yards. Yeah. The other, you know, the other five games, he was below 75 most of the time. So I said, well, we should track the consistency of how many times he went over 75. Well, that might only be, let's say, 30% or 40%, even though, you know, his average is over 80, 85 yards. So I, so there's a tool there that you can actually kind of use like a, um, 
he calls a, a slider and you can you know click on the player per se uh, and then move the thing to 75 and it literally in a box will say uh, in the last six games he was 40 percent over 75 yards in games where he's playing home against a bad defense because that's what he's playing this week he's 75 percent over so you know it kind of gives you almost like a here's our prediction you should take the over you should take the under and right. we used that last year and uh it worked it worked pretty well for us i was pretty happy about it the one thing i don't like about uh profits though is that they usually don't post them until sunday morning so it's not like now i know they do on right. on FanDuel and DraftKings, they do them earlier, but see, Ohio doesn't have that yet. So it's only for states that mm-hmm. have the, you know, the open, um, the, the, the sports book scenario. So I'm using offline and most of the offline ones are not offline out of, out of country, um, are not posting them until like Sunday morning. Well, right. I'm in church, so I'm not going to sit there, you know, <laughs> sorry, Jesus. Uh, they're here, you know, they got <laughs> up only 65 yards. I got to take this. Um, so I usually don't do that. Um, but the ones that I do play, I've played in some games like Thrive Fantasy, which is kind of like a prop bet game where there's like 20 choices of the prop bets for the players and you pick the 10 and get so many points. And then I, w- I won like 750 bucks of that for the season. So work worked out pretty well. Oh, wow. So that's the kind of stuff I continue to try to expand on the consistency model and using that you know, to either win, you know, DFS or prop bets or, you know, fantasy football, you know, full season fantasy football. And, you know, like I said, uh, the one of the other things we're do where we were starting this year and was going starting off well is we created a consistency reports for head to head fantasy baseball. So if you're in a head to head fantasy baseball points league, we actually have now reports that you can put in your scoring method and it tells you who the most consistent players were at each mm-hmm. position for your head to head league. So we're continuing to expand on it, continue to try to make it bigger, better, you know, hopefully someday we'll add the IDP. We'll do maybe basketball. We'll do, you know, whatever sports got a head to head points in it. We should be able to use the same model and, and help, help people with their stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask you about. Um, so which, of, which of the crazy baseball scenarios do you think is going to play out the grapefruit and cactus league or, um, <laughs> I, what I think will play out will be whatever they can make money off of. Sure, um, what I hope will play out is that they'll wait to about July uh, 1st and start real games in every city so that people can go to them and get back to reality. Yeah. I get it. You don't want to start May 1st, maybe yes. not even June 1st, but then, then wait till July 1st, you know, do the all-star game to kick off the season and then, then yeah. start, you know, uh, why not? You know, do the voting and right. you know, and or whatever, and it's say, mainly okay. a popularity race anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's not who's yeah. talented anyways who, yeah. who can suck up the most votes. So start with the All Star <laughs> Game July Fourth weekend, and then play you know a uh, hundred games or eighty games or whatever that would make, and then do the playoffs normal and just do it a year. But don't do this stupid idea of empty seats and uh, you right. know and yeah. Phoenix and Arizona and just... you see what they're doing in Taiwan? No. They are putting robots and mannequins in the stands and playing games. Do they cheer? Oh wow. I, I think the, the robots make noises, <laughs> but the mannequins like have the jerseys on of the home team 
I, right. I saw this on SportsCenter. They were going to play their first game the other day, but it rained, so they got rained out. But Nothing uh, will be better than the first time a foul ball snaps off one of the mannequins' head, <laughs> and then they bitch yeah. about that they should have had fence, had nets up. That's That'll be the best. <laughs> yeah, mannequin rights, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So well, Bob. So, who knows? All right, guys. Well, we, thanks for having me. Really yeah, a pleasure. Thank and you. And you can time. find the consistency guide. I, if you, it's funny if you type in Amazon Bob Long, it, it asks if you mean Bob Long, but it, your consistency guide is there. Right. Uh, yeah. So that's why I tell people to do fantasy football consistency because you know there's just Bob Long is you know people don't think that there could be last name of Long. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, but it's there and you can find it. Uh, yep. It's available in yep. paperback. If you're a Kindle Unlimited member. Yes, it's uh, free. It's pretty much free. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. And if you awesome. and if you buy the book and you have Kindle, the Kindle book is free too. So if you buy the book, you can get the Kindle for free. Yeah, okay. Awesome. So I don't cool. charge for the Kindle if you buy the book. My thought is, well, why? <laughs> cool. You know, yeah. but um, yeah, so definitely check that out. Like I said, the cool so thing you, is, uh... website, yeah. Cool. So you mentioned that you don't play IDP very much. I have not played in. I, I played in a, a an expert league a couple years ago that did have four IDP positions. And the interesting thing is, I usually was always in the playoffs and won the league twice. And I can tell you right now, it had nothing to do with the IDP players. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> because I was just picking up whoever was available on the waiver well, wire. If you're in, but. I would love to play in one if, awesome. if you're looking. Well, if, if you're, you're interested, we are. Well, I'll tell you what. We are actually looking to fill a second listener league, and it's there free. We go. We're going to do it on MFL. Okay. Um, if you're interested, I would love to put your name down. Please do. I'd love to be a part of it. So when you do IDP leagues, is it just the defensive players only, or is it all players? It's all players. Okay. Yeah. All right. And the way the it's way we normally set up the league is so it's pretty balanced scoring. So there's okay. uh, even distribution, so okay. to speak, or as even as you can get. So how many IDP players are on the on a team? We normally go crazy. Uh, okay. We we field eleven starters. <laughs> so it's, it's so like there's a, eleven offense and eleven defense. Uh, normally like six right. or seven offense because I mean okay. you could do eleven. I mean we could do up to eleven, but most of the time it's like a you know. A little bit more like uh, you know, two running backs, two wide outs, Do tight end, play flexes. IDP only leagues? Yeah, there are some. I, I used to be in one. Um, I don't think we've done some eliminators. Um, okay. I try to run some some uh, eliminators with the help of John Bosch to uh, for Autism Speaks. Okay. So cool. um, so I, yeah. I've I've done a few of those. One was. We did three last year. We did one IDP only, one uh, super flex, and one one QB. Yep. Okay. So yeah, well, we're, I, that's something I could probably do while I'm home home working. Is I just uh, think it would be interesting to do leagues like that because I kind of look at those as when baseball guys do American League only and yeah. National League only. It's yeah. kind of like you only have this core of players. So like. You would just be in an IDP only. There's 11 positions. You're going to basically pick just like you with a, a defensive team. You know, you're going to have four defensive linemen and two cornerbacks and two safeties and three linebackers. And all the points are based on that. There's no other offense. 
I think that'd be an outstanding league just for shits and giggles, you know, for fun. So I'm sure we could <laughs> absolutely definitely set something up like that. Yeah. But yeah, we'll uh we'll keep in touch and we'll let Yeah, you know. definitely. Yeah. And we know you have another uh another busy night of podcasting to get yep. done to. All right. Yeah, so, well thank uh, you thanks for having on. me. Yeah. And uh everybody thanks, you guys Bob. take care. Hopefully we'll see you maybe at the expo this summer. You too, yeah. Yeah, fingers absolutely. crossed. Everything's uh stay good. in touch. It's about a yep, six hour drive for me. So and we'll put you down for the league, no doubt. All right, man. Thanks, Daryl. Right. Thanks, Steve. Take care. Thanks. See ya. Thanks, Bob. All right. And it's just back to All me right. and Daryl. So uh, interesting conversation. Just us two boring guys. Yeah, just us two. But uh it's interesting. <laughs> it's like I said with Bob. I, when he said two guys from Brazil, I thought he was just joking about that. <laughs> I did too. I mean, that's, but yeah, uh, I'll have to check out that uh, website from uh, from Brazil. Absolutely, and, and I'm definitely buying the magazine. I'm definitely going to check it out. I'm definitely going to send it to Bob and have him autograph it. And yeah. you know, that's the very first issue of our of IDP. So if you're a crazy nerd like me and like to collect stuff like that, that I'm going to do that. Um, can't wait to see what he's got on the idp side that's really intriguing to me yeah and i think like i said i started to do the research on this and got bogged down in the information uh part of it but you know you look at some guys you know at linebackers if you can get 75 percent of your games as an lb one or two you're doing pretty good Right. You know, and those were the guys like Luke Keekley that are just consistently 10 tackles a game, you know, stuff like that. I think Luke Keekley, when I was doing the research, Luke Keekley was one. I mean, Bobby Wagner was up there. He had a few off games um, through his career. I, I kind of looked at it career wise. So I was kind of maybe doing too much, too much work. But right. maybe this will inspire me to get back into that now that I got some free time at home. I don't have a two to three hour commute every day, so I can devote some time to something else. All right. And how awesome is it that we have Bob Long in our second listener league, man? That's pretty cool. Yes, that's filling up pretty quickly from what you've been telling me. Um, yeah, I've actually got a bunch of names. That I, uh, let me see here. I'm, I don't know you're, what you want to set the number at. I don't know. Uh-huh. While you're searching, uh, okay. the new listener league is brought to you by MyFantasyLeague.com. Uh, MyFantasyLeague.com is where I play most of my leagues, um, a majority Me too. of Me them. Too. Um, I'm on there just about every day. <laughs> I was doing an auction. <laughs> we were doing an auction for free agents today, and I kept getting outbid. It made me upset. But... Uh, <laughs> Let's see. I'm going back in here. I did put a bid on your boy, Shy Tuttle. See, you're learning. I'm teaching you something. I needed like a backup. I also put a bid on a corner, believe it or not. Oh, whoa, whoa. Stop the presses. Did you just say corner? Yes, I did. Uh, Trayvon oh, Mullen. Wow. Trayvon Mullen was out there by himself. So That's I... not a bad... That's not a bad bid, though. I mean, the bid's not closed yet, but by the time this podcast comes out, it will be. So, 
What's what's the current bid on him? Uh, well, the starting bid is four hundred thousand. That's what I have on him. That's not bad then. I mean, if you're yeah. getting him for the minimum, that's really a great value. I mean, that's where I'm at. Like, I'm looking. My team is not very wasn't very good last year. So, I kept my core players. I let some people go. You know, I have some older core players. I have some guys that just haven't worked out. Like David Johnson, I thought was going to be a cornerstone of my team. I mean, he was still my highest scoring running back last year, as bad of a season as he had. Um, so, and I, you know, I'd carry on Johnson, get hurt, you know, some bad stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm just looking to get younger and build through the draft. Right. I think I have like third or fourth pick, so. Something around there. Um, but, yeah, it's it's. I cut out one of these salary cap leagues because these salary cap leagues take up a ton of time, and you really have to know your stuff. You really yep, have to really pay attention do. to it. And if you're not going to pay attention to them, don't join them. <laughs> you're just going to get lost. It's exactly And I don't want to discourage people, but, like, you know, it's a lot of work. It's... It really is, and you have to be into doing the work to, to be successful in them. Um, I got that guy, uh, Odebegano, or yep. whatever his name is, from Minnesota. It's going to be opposite of Hunter, unless they draft somebody. He actually had a lot of points last year. I didn't even know that. Um, I got Mario Addison, since he moved to defensive end in Buffalo. So, I picked up some guys. Yep. So, more, more I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't think this team is going very well, going very far this year. But we're throwing around some crazy money. So when they're up against the cap and can't even sign their draft picks, I'll be scooping them picks up. <laughs> right. So, uh, looking at my count here, I've got two, four, six, eight, ten. Bob made number ten. Uh, don't know how us. far you want to go. Twelve, fourteen. What are we looking at? Uh, twelve seems like a solid number. If we have a lot of interest in the next couple days, we can push it to fourteen. I guess. Okay, so. If you all are listening and you know uh, somebody that's interested in IDP, uh, like I said, we have 10 teams, or 2, 4, 6, 8, 10. Well, yeah, we have 10 teams. Let's count us. Uh, we need two. I, I am counting us. Uh, okay. So if you've got, if you know somebody that's interested, hit us up. We're looking for at least two more if the interest is there. We'll kind of expand. Uh, Dan, I think you were talking about maybe making this a super flex league a little different from what we have on uh, our other league. Yeah, I like super flex leagues for the most part. That's all I kind of start. That's it. Um, Eric's league is really the only one quarterback league I think I've joined in the past, I don't know, forever. Um, <laughs> right. Super flex to me is the new norm. Like super flex and um, PP, like PPR was foreign uh before and now it's like the the standard i think superflex is is kind of becoming a standard at least i don't know i think it's it gives quarterbacks a little bit more value 
right to me because that, that a lot of times in a one quarterback league it's like okay who cares like i just need one and <laughs> you know you, there's like 16 quarterbacks you could start and you know you might not they might not win you the week but they probably won't lose you the week either right um so while we're sitting here um a couple of things that we got to plug so um, I know uh, having Bob on, we were doing our best to, to plug his consistency guide. Um, I, I have read it in the past. I did not get a copy of this one yet. Uh, but, you know, it, it's good information. It helps you become more cognizant of of not only just the star players, but the star players that are consistent. The boom bust guys, you know, like I said, they're good for GPPs in DFS. But besides that, you want consistency on your team because – the consistent guys will help you win. You know, maybe you have in a best ball, you build your team with those consistent guys, and then you throw some of those, you know, I like to call them YOLO players. You only live once players. like you know, <laughs> Because, hey, you know, if you have a consistent, solid core of your team, you can take some gambles in best ball with those, you know, um, like Deshaun Jackson types that, you know, one one play is all they need. That's about all they're going to make in a game. Right. Um, so, you know, th- those are the types of players I target in best ball after I have a pretty solid squad. Or I'll take some chances early and then insulate it with those guys, like Bob was saying, you know, the Drew Breeses that get neglected and disrespected <laughs> because they're old. Right. You know, they're they're you know they only have a year or so left you know in best ball you don't care about that you're like this is you know, last year who cares uh you want the best guys out there um but we have some plugging away to do um with that uh said uh catch us on podbean itunes wherever you're at we could use some five-star reviews help get our name out there uh I don't know, I got something about pod charting or something. We're like, you know, actually on the pod charts, which is kind of cool. Awesome. <laughs> Whether or not that was uh, just a, uh, what do you call it? A uh, marketing tactic to try to get us to sign up for something. I don't know. Uh, but but uh, we like to see those five-star reviews. Uh, it's been a little bit since I think we've... Um, since we have seen some reviews um so we'd like to see some more of those and you know bring them in here uh, looking for five star reviews obviously um if you have some suggestions for us let us know what you think um if you don't like the dig stuff then you can just skip on over those episodes you know, download them for us that'd be great right. and then you can just get rid of them right after you download them uh, <laughs> I don't think it counts if you download. I think downloading, yeah. What's that? The the O six O one O the the fantasy focus. They say download, don't listen. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that'll help us out a bit when we're you know looking for sponsors and things like that to help uh, give us something for doing this besides the hanging out and talking football aspect of it. Um, there are some costs that come with running this kind of show. Um, hit us up if you're interested in listening to a live draft. We've been kicking around this idea, and we're, we're thinking about it, of doing some live draft coverage if 
that's something you'd be interested in listening to. If if nobody wants to listen to it, then we'll just watch the draft and react to it later. But um, it is something that we kicked around the idea of uh, watching the draft together and kind of reacting. My only issue would be if we're on a slight delay. Yeah. Well, you know, I get I do have that crappy internet. So you do have the crappy internet. <laughs> But anyway, uh, let us know if that's something you'd be interested in listening to. Uh, we'd probably go over to YouTube. You can see our terrible cameras. Ooh. Your camera's not bad. My camera over here is pretty pathetic. But um, but I have been on some of those shows um, with the live cameras and all. Right. Um, our draft magazine... We, we are just about wrapped up all the profiles. Um, we're just waiting on landing spots. So if you uh, are interested, those are available for pre-order. You can get it at, at IDP Guys, or yeah, not at, um, idp.guys.org, uh, which is also where you can catch my rankings. Uh, I'm doing the offense and defense rookie rankings um, over there. I have... I don't know, a hundred and some ranked. Some of them are just at the bottom of my rankings, to be perfectly honest, because I, they're not relevant. So <laughs> no, no sense in really ranking. I got the list from, I guess, their big generated list. Um, we ranked the, for the guy, for the draft magazine. Um, some of those guys, I got to be honest, I didn't even know who they were at the bottom of the list. Did you know all the guys that you draft, that you ranked? For the most part, yes. I think there might have been a couple, but yeah. For the most part, I know just about all of them. Well, I said, I said, should I rank the corners? Because I didn't watch any corners. I don't watch no. corners. You're a hater. You're, you're such a hater. You know the only corner I watched in this draft class? Reed Harrison Ducro, because I watched him before we... Uh... Before well, we had him on the show. You know, show. if you're going to watch one, that's the guy to watch right there. That's the only corner I've watched probably in my entire time doing this because we were having him on the show, so I threw some tape on him. But <laughs> uh, I, I don't draft corners for their talent. I draft corners if they can get a lot of tackles and they're going to get picked on. Right. So. I get that. I mean, there is, I think, I mean, you will disagree on this heavily, but I think there is a few corners worth drafting. Um, you know, I'm a big Byron Murphy guy just because I think he plays opposite of Patrick Peterson, and most people are going to avoid his side. So that means Murphy's going to get a lot of the uh, attention, and he's good enough that he's going to make a lot of plays for you. So I think there is some special circumstances with corners where they are worth drafting, but uh, I know you like to stream corners or whatever you want to call it. I yeah. Pick up waivers, but look for hot. I mean, at the end of the year last year, I ended up with Jimmy Ward and Julian Love on like ninety percent of my teams because I saw he was playing. They were playing corner or safety. Right. So I'm like, hey, you know, even better. I don't have to play a corner. <laughs> cheat codes. Those cheat codes are gone now from MFL because. Gary Davenport does a good job of making sure that the it's it's fair and balanced. Man, he so does. Big kudos to him. And he gets a lot of crap. He does. And it's nobody's ever going to be happy with whatever 
position, he decides, uh, until there's a whole, like, revolution, I would say. You know, if there's a big revolution and we completely change classifications for good. Um, and I know you hate the edge designation, but... I do, but it's because I'm such a traditionalist. I mean, I'm yeah. just... I'm locked we're, into that defensive end, defensive tackle, linebacker. I get that, but guess what? We're playing a fake game. We I can know come we up are. with we can come up with fake positions. Ugh. I know I'm being Ronda Rousey right now. You call are wrestling right. fake. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, we play a game that's made up. You can you can change the rules, as long as your league agrees to change the rules. But, and I get that the existing leagues, you can't necessarily just change things without you know the league taking a vote. But, right, you know, I think he does a good job. Like I said, I might not agree completely with every decision being made, but he's not just making the decisions willy nilly. You know, he's he's putting the work in to figure it out. If he's changing somebody, he has a reason to change it. And he said that last year. I'm not going right. to change somebody unless there's a good reason to change them. And he, and like you said, he takes a lot of flack over what he does. But honestly, he does a great job with yeah. what all he's he's tasked with doing. I mean, he does a really good job and should be commended for what he does. Um, Instead of berated, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, like you said earlier, nobody's perfect. You can't make everybody happy. So, uh, with That's that, the thing. you're never going to have everybody happy because you're going to have guys that say, "Well, the team calls him this, ESPN calls him this, right. this call." You know, you have so many different, you know, authorities. I guess, um, but that's the one great thing about MFL. If you don't like the positions that have been designated by the by Gary from Fantasy Sharks, you can change them as a commissioner. You can go in and you can adjust them. Um, Ryan Early, I think, uh, he runs all of his leagues right. based on interior defensive line, edge, off-ball linebacker, safety, and corner. And he goes in, and he he hates when MFL drops the changes because then he's got to go in and rechange them all back if he deems necessary. But um, you know, it, it's it's very customizable. Another reason why we do like it. Yeah. Um, I am a simplistic person, so I like to whatever the site decides is whatever the site decides. I don't. I. I, I use a lot of those functions but i don't like to go in and dig around too much um but anyways you got anything else for the people besides giving us five stars on itunes and other platforms besides hitting us up on twitter for questions filling the listener league buying the dynasty football digest draft guide at idpguys.org oh Go to myfantasyfootballshirt.com and buy a IDP Nation shirt while you're in quarantine. It'd be great. And I, and I haven't really discussed this with you, but I'm going to go ahead and break it out here. Um, breaking, breaking news. Breaking news. If you'll go ahead and give us those 
five star reviews or go on pod, you know, whatever they are, Podbean or whatever, and give us that. Say hey, put five star in it, five star liking, whatever. I think me and Dan will take all these in. Let's see. Today is the fourteenth. We'll say the first day of May. Me and Dan will uh, go through them and check them all out, and we will pick one winner. And we'll let you know who wins, and we'll send you a little uh, special. Um, for being a special listener, we'll send you a little prize package. We'll get in contact with the winner and ask for your uh, physical address, and we'll send you a little something in the mail. Wow. Breaking news. There you go. Breaking contest. There you go. Yes, and we'll make sure to include some Lysol wipes so you can wipe it down and before you bring it in your house and all that stuff. Hopefully by May 1st, we're allowed out of the house again safely. Gosh, I hope so. I'm getting tired of seeing my four. Actually, I, I cleaned my office up nice yesterday. Got the kids' toys out of my office. and Since I'm going to be working here for the next, like, you know, actually about two months, I'll be working from my office down here um but uh, yeah straightened it up all nice rearranged some stuff cleaned some stuff off here so but anyway um hopefully we took your mind off of being stuck at home or having to go out into the workplace um on the front line so to speak um and hit us up i don't know you know, I normally have a, a window up of Twitter or something, so hit us up with some questions. The draft is, what, a week and a half away? Ten, looks, ten days? Nine days? Yeah, it looks like it. I hope so. Uh, you know, I know there's a lot of concerns with the NFL front offices and teams and draft strategies. They have their concerns with this, but that aside, I think we really – the draft could be – huge right now i know prospects can't be live and all this but how huge is this right now with everything that's going on with everything that has completely shut down how big would the draft be right now i mean it i think it would be one of the biggest drafts ever well it's gonna be uh they're they're also gonna be kind of plugging like a charity aspect to it too um, which I hope, and I'm all for being charitable, I hope it doesn't take away of the mystique of the, the draft. These young men are already not going to get to walk across the stage, you know. I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I, I guess I just don't <laughs> want it. I don't want it to take away from the athletes getting their, you know, career-defining, you know, moment you know their draft moment you think about all the guys walking across the stage shaking the commissioner's hand holding up the jersey nobody gets to do that this year so Mm -hmm. i I hope it just doesn't take away from those kids that worked their entire lives basically to to get to this point you know i hope they get to be celebrated you know i I know they're going to have zoom 58 guys on zoom or something like that so I hope it also doesn't tip our hand as to who's getting selected. Because you know how the, the the players are normally called before they're getting picked. Yeah, and i got to think if this happens like it's supposed to, 
uh, I think that stuff is eliminated. They're not going to show these guys getting phone calls. I mean, that's just my opinion. They're, they're going to keep all the drama aspect of it that they can. I, I truly believe they'll keep that intact. Because yeah. um, it's really going to make it that more exciting, especially now. I mean, you got to imagine, you know, this time a year ago, I was in Nashville. And you one were. of the biggest draft of all time i mean waltner and Fanaro was there i mean it was elbow to elbow it was an atmosphere it was a it was an event it was the uh, anti-social distancing <laughs> it was it was it so was oh wow it was but i think with what's happening now i think this kind of plays to the nfl's advantage if they play this right i mean because I mean, people tuned in to see them play horse. People have tuned in to see play people play video games. You know, I've not watched either one of them. I have not, even for a second, I, I honestly have not tuned in to either one of those. Yeah, I've, I've tuned in here or there while I'm doing other stuff. I haven't sat and watched something like that. but I truly think if the NFL plays their cards right, plans this right... This could be huge, especially at this time. I mean, it really could be huge because you've got all these people sitting at home, all these fans sitting at home. They're itching for something, and this draft could be it. I mean, it really could. I mean, you could see some record numbers as far as viewers on TV for this if they if they play their cards right and plan this right. You really could. Well, Daryl, one thing you also have to think about is not everybody is crazy like us. That's true, but there are a lot more casual fans of football that could care less about the draft. True, because I I talk to people I work with, and they are not anywhere. You know, they're they're cat they're football fans, but you know, they'll ask me, "Who do you think the Eagles are going to draft?" You know, after the draft, they'll say, "Is this guy any good on defense?" You know, whatever. You know, I get that, and I was, like I said, I was in Nashville last year. I have a good friend. I stayed with him, um, and there was people that went to the draft last year just because it was in Nashville. It was in their hometown, so it's I get party. that. Yeah, I mean, it's a Nashville's huge party. Nashville's a party every day. You know, and I think if, it, if this virus hadn't happened, I think Vegas could have really challenged Nashville. What Nashville did last year, I'm telling you, Nashville was crazy last year. So I could only imagine what Vegas would have been. Um, And and honestly, I think Vegas is the one place that could have challenged Nashville. I mean, that's – it was crazy. It was crazy. Whatever would have happened in Vegas would have stayed in Vegas. (laughs) Right. But anyway, I think we're going to wrap it up for today. Any other words besides uh, go out and get some guides, fill your time. You know you're looking for something to do. That's right. Get your guides. Um, get our guide. Have... Get Bob's guide. Yep. Give us still five have, star. Still have openings in, openings in our listener league. Hit us up. Um, join the IDP Facebook group. It's taking off. There's a lot of good stuff there. Reddit. I'm on Reddit. Follow me and Dan on Twitter. Uh, Dan's over there at the IDP guys. I'm still at uh, the Dynasty yep. Football Factory. So there's all kinds of information. And, of course, our podcast. And if you're in the Debbie, hit up the uh, Dig episodes. We've got Eric on with us there. So 
Yep. I mean, there's plenty for you to do if you're bored. We we cover a little bit of everything everywhere. Yeah, I'm going to try to get a draft needs column done hopefully by early next week so you can get get take a look at what I think every team needs. I was going to do offense and defense. I was going to get crazy. Right. I don't think I have time to research offense that much. Like, I'm not good with linemen. Offensive linemen, I don't scout, I don't look at, I don't. I don't know anything about them. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that. It's a little bit off track, but somebody mentioned it in, oh, help me, one of the chats, one of the groups I'm in. They heard of a league that is actually drafting offensive linemen. Drafting offensive linemen, and I'm like, what are you scoring? Pancake well, block, I... sacks allowed, whatever. I mean, that's – if you're drafting offensive linemen, that's the elite of the elite right there. I sure as hell know who I'm not drafting. A Fetty. Yes, the human turnstile. I mean, God. Don't even get me started on that. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad he's in Seattle or was, whatever. whatever he's not he anymore. He gone. Well, he was. The Seahawks it, signed. Couldn't, um, couldn't happen to a better team, I'm just saying. But anyway, anywho, anyhow, uh, yeah, let us know. Uh, we'll come out with an episode here next week. Um, if we're going to do the draft night, I don't know. Let's put up a poll. If I mean, I'm all in it. It's kind of a, are you, I mean, I wouldn't mind hanging out and watching it with you virtually, but no, that's fine. Are you, if nobody's going to watch that, are you kind of thinking like something it's kind of the same thing, like uh, mine and your favorite podcast, something to wrestle with. You know, they pick certain shows and go back and watch it. Watch along? Yeah, watch along. So, I mean, I'm all for it, man. I'm, I think it would be huge. Maybe. We could just do the watch and, along and record and, it. And here's a thought. Maybe we could get our buddy uh, at Nate Cheat of the IDP guys. Maybe we could get him. All right, to I just talked to him. Maybe we could get him to do something for YouTube where everybody could watch along with us. So. I already talked to him. If we want to do it, the, the availability's there. Cool. So, yeah. Um, put up a poll. Go ahead, and put a up poll. A po- go ahead and put up the poll, and uh, we'll see what kind of uh, love it gets, attention it gets, and we'll uh, kind of go from there. Yeah. You might have to put up with our TVs because... Uh... Well, I do like no, hearing. You know, nothing's going to beat my shitty ass internet. So, I mean, hey. Well, you know, you'll, you'll be 20 minutes behind me. You'll hear the first pick of the draft, Joe Burrow, and you'll say, the commissioner just came out and said the draft started. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Oh, shit. The crappy internet will never die. Never. I will not. At this point, I will not let it die. <laughs> you wear that as a badge of courage. That's exactly right. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna have me a little, uh, a little patch made somewhere. I'm gonna figure out where who can make this for me. You I know what? To... You know what we need to do. We need to branch out with our. We need to be like our podcast. Something to wrestle yes. with. I know what you're fixing to say. And have, the have a bunch of t-shirts. Yes. Crappy internet. I have That's, crappy internet. Nate, if you're listening, <laughs> make this happen. Well, we, we can make that happen, but we would have to uh, 
You know, if you would buy a I have crappy internet t-shirt, and I think we need three people. <laughs> three. <laughs> he'll, he'll mock it up for us, and, uh, you know. Actually, we need two, because if he'll make that shirt, I will be the first one to buy it. There you go. Yeah, I think, I don't know, we have some kind of agreement somewhere in our email that we signed. <laughs> But anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll get the uh, the technical stuff out, out of your hair here, people. Um, enjoy your week. Sorry it wasn't too IDP heavy. Um, and just so week. you all know, I am looking at the human unicorn over here with his hair, dude. It's a mohawk. <laughs> dude, I wish you could see what I see. A color blue. It looks like you've got, I, I know, but it looks like you know you've what, got for the draft right on your forehead. And it's pointing right at me. So here's the my my son has this uh, hair gel. It's different colors that, that my <laughs> wife bought for some reason. Uh, for the draft, I'll I'll you know do the mohawk in blue, and I'll have the sides green. It'll be Seahawks colors. You know what? If we do this uh, live draft thing, I'll uh, I'll find some face paint. I'll paint my face up. We'll go all out with this. If we can make this happen, I'll I'll join you. I'll I'll get the face paint. I'll I might have to change headphones though, because wearing these it kind (laughs) of crushes the back. That's probably why it looks like a unicorn, because it's crushing (laughs) the back. I tried to wear the headphones down, but they were falling off my head. So yeah. I see, mean, when you move your headphones, I can see it. I can actually see the mohawk, but yeah, it's it's there. Yeah, all I see is the point. <laughs> yeah, it's there. I mean, I'm losing a lot of hair. You know, getting old sucks, but... Well, you know, you are an old shit, so hey. You're older. <laughs> see, that's Don't just you not forget necessary. it. That is not nice. Oh my god, that's not nice. See, so. This is why we can't be friends right here. Oh. It, it, we, we, we are friendly just like... Uh, Bruce and Conrad. I'm so Bruce. I'm so Bruce. Bruce, take I your pills. <laughs> so you want to hear something funny? Um, I know this is. I know we're trying to wrap up. You want to hear something funny? I saw sure. somebody. Now this is maybe maybe it's because I'm a little biased against the 49ers. Oh, One of the 49ers. I, I guess it was a fan or a writer. And I know there's a couple listeners out there that are like the like the 49ers and you know whatever. Right. They said that with the 13th pick, they would like to see them take Javon Kinlaw because they need a space eating defensive tackle. Oh wow! Ouch! So they Didn't, had one and they gave him away. Was, Didn't they, they had just the best trade him one. away? And, and I didn't type anything because, you know, being Seahawks Dan 8, I know it'd just be a, you know, <laughs> it'd be like bees on honey, you know. Right. I, I left it alone because that's the responsible thing to do, folks. When you see something you don't agree with, just just keep scrolling. You, you don't have that's, to make the comment. Just, that's just the, that's the smart there. move. Yes, it is. It's the smart move. Don't but... set yourself up for, you know stuff like that but but yeah and I, I laughed i'm like you had the best defensive absolutely 
best defensive tackle, and you traded him. God, and how I hate San Francisco right now for trading him to the Colts. I've got to deal with this fricker every twice a year now. I mean, yeah. Taylor they, Lewan better be ready. <laughs> well, your guards better be ready. Taylor oh, yeah, Lewan ain't going to see him. Well, he might. He might you, have you to guards help inside a little bit. <laughs> well, if you're doing that, then they better find uh, Justin Houston, too. Oh, my God. Don't don't you put that juju on me, Ricky Bobby. Don't you they do it. Justin Houston, unless he's a free agent. Justin Houston, he's a wore-out bum. He's a little older. I'll give you that, but um, he's still pretty good. Jabal Sheard is a free agent. Yeah, actually, uh, you're looking at Justin Houston and Kimiko Ture with uh, last year's first round or second round pick, Ben Banigo. Benigo. Back it up, Houston. Wow. And some guy named Grover. Oh, Gro- no. Grover was having some technical difficulties with a Zoom party on Sesame Street tonight. Yeah. Cookie! <laughs> like I haven't heard that one a thousand times. <laughs> Don't be hating on Sesame Street. Sesame I like, Street I, was... I brought, we watched Sesame Street. They had some kind of COVID special for the kids. I seen that. I was like, what in the heck is going on here? Sesame Street at 7 o'clock at night? Yeah, well. But Sesame Street back in the day was the bomb. I watched Christian it all the Monster time. and Elmo and Oscar and Big Bird and Snuffleupagus and all those good guys. <laughs> Somebody actually... <laughs> now, it's very poor graphic. Speaking of bad Twitter takes, somebody actually... Actually, I guess it's Bill Barnwell. I don't know. <laughs> he He... Proposed this trade that the Dolphins get Dak Prescott and the 17th overall pick for the f- fifth overall pick and the third round pick. Wow. That the Dolphins would get the 17th and Dak is the funny part of that. Wow. That's. That's interesting. That's a crazy. See the, the when people are locked up in their house and don't have anything to do, and they have Twitter, can be dangerous. <laughs> kind of like us, we just keep dangerous. rambling on and on and on and on and on. But anyway, we're gonna hang up now and are say we? good night now. Yes, we are. So that's it. Join our listener league. Buy Bob's magazine. Check out the IDP Nation handle. We'll put up the poll about draft day. Um, we'll watch the movie draft day. Maybe we can do a watch along of the movie draft day. Oh, I love that movie. It's a terrible it. movie, but I do like it. It's not a terrible movie. Shut your dirty mouth. It's that very unrealistic. Very unrealistic. I don't care. You're a hater. You're a hater. It Our is very Kyle unrealistic. I like it. Kyle. I like the movie. It's just very unrealistic. Go Hawks. Our our friend Kyle would beg to differ with you. He loves that movie too. <laughs>